0: This is Rico Cortez from WITCAST, and I'm so glad that you're joining us here today. We are going to be covering a very interesting topic that normally within the Torah-believing uh, world is not pretty much covered because of the misconceptions that people learn in the systems of religion. So I have a special guest here with me tonight or today. Uh, his name is Pastor Bruce Dowell. He is from California in uh uh, exactly, where, where, where do you live in California? In Crestline. Crestline, yeah, Crestline. it's up by Lake Arrowhead, San Bernardino County. It's a beautiful, beautiful mountain up there. If you're ever in, the, in Southern California, please take a look at the congregation Shiloh Messianic Congregation. Amazing people, but you also have another congregation uh, in the mountain. Yeah, we call it
1: one location, or one congregation, two locations uh-huh. one in Crestline and one in Calamasa. Um, and so between the two, we we share
0: the same leadership between the two, uh, but everything else is all one. Oh, great! So. Well, it's really nice having you with me, and I know that we're gonna enjoy it today. We're gonna talk about very very interesting and controversial topic in certain circles that I that I yeah. want us, to, we have this in common, so I thought it was very, very good that, that we get together and discuss it uh, in light of uh, some events that occurred in your congregation Correct, yeah. of a terrorist attack Correct. and how that reshaped your mindset in regards to self-defense and weapons. Right. So for some of you who don't know, a few years back, we had a terrorist attack in San Bernardino and uh, Pastor Bruce, his congregations, uh, one of the members was the the Torah believer who passed away, who got murdered right. by the Nick. by the yeah Nick
1: Salasinos so.
0: by um, by the terrorists. So which uh, prompted you prompted you and to take some direct action as to how to prepare yourself. And even though you still believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you still uh, find it imperative that you would defend yourself and also your congregation. So what what we want to talk about, Pastor, is how does or how did that sad event that unfortunately cost the life of one of your members and a fellow believer and a brother that that has turned the direction of the congregation to be more aware of self-defense and weapons in, in general?
1: You know, I, think, you know, I think it was a wake-up call for us. Um, we had a security team prior to that attack, uh, but not quite as well organized, uh, not quite as well developed. And after the attack, I think uh, the people in our congregation, the members, uh, really saw that uh, it was imperative for us to do, you know, the Bible says, having done all, then stand. Mm-hmm. Stand in what? Stand in faith. So having done all means, in this arena, preparing yourself for a potential uh, disaster or, or uh, terrorist or whatever. Right. So that's what we did. We really put together a, a fantastic uh, security team. Uh, we've, we've developed uh, uh, scenarios for our congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, I've talked to you about coming out right. and, and working with us to develop those even more fully.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm so looking forward to hopefully being part of that more yeah, and more and more yeah. with you. Uh, we share a lot of things in common. Yeah, I'm really absolutely. glad we get to talk and hang out. Uh, and you know, one of the things that happened, Pastor, is coming into the Torah, observant believing world. There's a people uh, they carry the mindset of the systems of Christianity right. in which you have to turn the other cheek, meaning right. that you have to be a coward or you have to not defend yourself. Right. And I'm completely opposed to that. I mean, yeah, me too. I believe that we have the right, God-given right, to defend our lives. Now, we are not to take it. right? And we have to preserve life by any cause, by any means necessary. Absolutely. But when it comes to preservation of life, only the Lord has the power to take and give because
1: he created it. You're right. Well, you know, Rico, the Lord spoke to his disciples, as he was preparing to ascend into heaven, he says, uh, take swords with you
0: mm-hmm. on your journey.
1: Now, why did he say that? Yeah, Take swords. I mean, what was the purpose? I think it was for self-defense against animals or bandits or, or anything. Right. Uh, I, we need to cherish our lives, certainly as any believer I think would recognize that if you saw another believer, another person in danger, do we not have an obligation to step in as our brother's keeper sure? and, and to defend them and to help them to the best of our ability? So if that's the case,
0: then same for us. Well, there, there, there seems to be this misconception that, you know, that if you defend yourself, you're not truly believing in God, which I completely oppose right, that. Right. That's just ignorance talking. Lack of faith. Lack of yeah, faith, right, exactly, right, which, right. which makes no sense. And, and you know, I've been, as you know, no. I've been involved in martial arts self-defense for the last twenty-four right. years, and I've been quite successful at some of the some of the arts that I've practiced. And I'm learning a new one, right. and I'm also training a lot with weapons now. Yeah. As you as you know, right? Uh, currently, we are doing a course together, and um, you know, as I'm learning. Even though I've, I've dealt with weapons before, my level of understanding has also elevated because you constantly keep training and searching right right. and you know i have the opportunity to train with a tactical team i belong to a tactical team it's an atola which is a latin america um tactical operators right and i'm the self-defense you know uh, special tactics and self-defense and it's interesting when you teach police officers, and the reason why I stop teaching a lot of civilians is because you don't know who you're dealing with. Right. But at least I know that 99% yeah. of police officers are there to protect sure. and serve.
1: Yeah. Right. So
0: I'm at least I know they took an oath to protect. So whatever I'm teaching them, that may be uh, gun retention. Um, if they get a gun disarmed, which is highly unlikely for them, but you train them anyway, or a knife and and baton and things like that. You know, one of the things that we forget is that in the Bible, let's go back to the Bible, establish a precedent biblically so that people don't think that we are encouraging uh, the body to go out there and try to harm anybody. But in Scripture... We see that Abraham defended himself. Right. He went to war with yeah. 300 men. First war in the and I'm Bible. Sure, and I'm sure he was not like, you know, turning the other cheek. And no, the, no, he
1: was wild. Hey,
0: right, <laughs> yeah. And then you have um, you have Joshua. You have uh, Moses. Moses was a general. I in know. order for Moses yeah. to be, he was the prince of Egypt. Yeah. So he, the guy had to know more than one or two languages at right. least. And he was a general. And he was, right. The guy was prepared. Oh, the man yeah. really knew his stuff. And he fought. Oh, Joshua yeah. fought.
1: Joshua. David was a warrior. David was a man after God's own
0: heart. And he was a warrior. And he was a warrior. In he fact, he,
1: he couldn't build the temple because so right. much blood on his hands. Man, he was no joke. And still, though, a man after God's own heart. Right.
0: So that that's my always been my exa- my yeah. examples yeah. to, like, the kingdom always defends the kingdom.
1: Well, you were mentioning the police officers have the uh, obligation to protect the public, and that's so true, but... How about pastors? Do we not have a, an obligation and a mandate from the Lord Himself to protect the congregation and the
0: you pre- sheep? Well, that's what a pastor does.
1: That's exactly. You not only against- feed the sheep, but you protect them. You guide them. You lead them. You
0: minister to them. You, all of those things. <laughs> you know, you have the pastor. Then you have the shepherd dogs. Yeah. Those are the leaders that are protecting. Right. You know, and then right. you have the sheep. The sheep have the time, they just are drinking water and uh, eating grass. They're oh, not yeah. looking around. Oh, no, no, no. And no, I know no. many no. sheeps in the body, and we need more shepherd dogs. Yeah. And right now, we know yeah, Messiah is our pastor. He's right. our main leader.
1: He's our, yeah. We
0: need to be those shepherd dogs to, to protect the body and guide them along and, you know, bite on the heels of, of the sheep if we have to.
1: Absolutely. And you were mentioning the San Bernardino Massacre. Uh, the FBI had come to us and, and uh, for another incident, a little burglary, which the FBI doesn't respond to, and they told us that they felt like the attack was supposed to come against the church, the yeah. congregation. Now, can you imagine if those two people with ARs had come into our building and we weren't prepared, what would have what happened? It would have been worse. It would have been a nightmare. How many people died in San Bernardino? It was, I think, 14 or 15. Wow. I forget now, but it was 14 or 15, uh, and that was just a little room for the... They were having a, a I don't know, holiday party. Now, imagine your congregation... Um, well, we have 150 people sitting there. Yeah. And you could, if you came in and started throwing the bullets around, it wouldn't have been
0: people. Good. Pe- people would not know what to do in that scenario. I mean, even people that are trained, they still, you know, you have what is called uh, uh, fight or flight. Right. Fight or flight, and we saw an example in Florida when the, even the same the sheriff that works in the yeah. in the uh, in the school he decided to flight right. instead of yeah, fight. Yeah. Yeah. And it cost many many lives. You know, I recommend that every congregation, if you can, if you're listening to me, or everybody out there who as a group, or belongs to a group, I highly encourage you to consider um, doing a active shooting courses. Yeah. Active shooting courses.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: because at least it gives you a plan, and idea. For example, you know, how far is the police department, do you have the numbers in your congregation? Right. How far is the nearest trauma center? Not just a right. clinic, right. a trauma center. Right. What are the coordinates of your congregation right. or your group? And what is the nearest place that a, a, a medevac can come over and take somebody with massive trauma? Right. I mean, do you have uh, first aid training in your right. congregation? Do you have a you know nurse or a paramedic? Have you had any kind of training? There's so many things that people you don't know. think about.
1: Now in our congregation, we've done those things. Right. We've had congregational first aid training and CPR training. Uh, We're we've got a a strategy within the congregation. Repeat that again. You have a a strategy. That's very important. Very very important. So we have our 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 uh, security team are located at different locations in the building. I
0: saw them while I was there.
1: Yeah. And and we have a roving. Yeah. outside at all times so we always have somebody out in our parking lot which i the listeners i would really encourage in their congregations to do the same because in our congregation if anything were to come down the chances are good it's going to ha- start outside which the rest of the security team could do you guys have radios because i didn't notice know we do have radios
0: okay
1: yeah we have radios and uh and we've also instructed our congregation, if there's ever a problem, we're just going to, our security team is going to yell, get down. And mm-hmm. they are just to get down flat on the floor.
0: Yeah. You know, these, these are little details that are important. I mean, I mean, I know that we love the Lord. I know that we follow the commandments. I know that we trust we're going to be okay. And I don't live my life in fear. Right. I prepare myself. Right. But as we've been learning, you know, the different levels of escalation. You have what is called you know, um, what is, what is white it, White. White. These are the, the sheep who are mm-hmm. so constantly looking down to eat the grass, they don't pay attention to anything. Or, else. or
1: looking on their phone, they trip over the, the planter box yeah. or something. Yeah, right.
0: I look on the phone. I notice that when I go to the plane, uh, when I go to the airport, I'm oh, flying all the time. Gosh, yeah. And I have a phone. I know. You know, and I'm always on my phone, but I'm always paying attention. Yeah. I actually, you know, one thing that I do is when I fly, mm-hmm. I, um, what do you call it, um, it's not a politically correct word now, but I um, the Israelis do it all the time. They can tell based on race. They can tell based on, uh, I forgot the name. Did, yeah. Can you remind yeah, me yeah, now? I'm going blank <laughs> here. It's it's Profile. profile. Oh, profile. we got it at the same time. <laughs> we get Profile. Profiling. I profile everybody. You're I do, fly. too.
1: Well, why shouldn't you? Yeah, you know, that's wise. Well, the only people that are blowing up buildings and shooting people right now are Muslims. Yeah. Let's get real. That's true. The Hindus and the Buddhists aren't doing it. That's The Christians true. aren't doing it. That's true.
0: Messianics aren't doing it. The mm-hmm. Jews aren't doing it. So, so Muslims, you need to profile. I profile all the time. And it's, uh, I'm constantly on yellow. Yeah, at, yeah me it too. It depends where I go. Yeah. Because if I go to Europe, I go up another level. Yeah. I'm always thinking red. Yeah. No matter where I'm at. Right. You know, white, uh, yellow, uh, white, green, yellow. Yeah. Yeah, orange, different scale, yeah, yeah, different, ca- different yeah. scales. But I'm always when I'm in Europe, I'm always in red. I'm always thinking right. tactically. I'm always. I'm not afraid. I'm having a plan. I understand. You know, if I'm going to get on a train, I need to know. You know, how many stops? Where would it go to? I mean, I went to a place in Germany that, it was in the middle of the Syrian community in Germany. Yeah. And I'm walking through. It's just Aloha Snack Bar. All well, I saw was Muslims everywhere. Right. You know, you yeah. like that one? I don't snack yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, you know, one of the things we need to consider as we continue to to develop a plan, but we have to take this serious. Um, right now, if we do not equip ourselves, we do not teach our children, we do not teach right. our congregations. I mean, we're taking a course and we see elderly. The majority are people over oh, thirty yeah. years old. Oh yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, the younger people really don't even think anything's going to ever happen to them. And then when something does happen, they freak out, and it's the end of the world. Yeah. Guess what? This is life. This is
1: life. Nobody thinks anything's going to happen. You get right. up in the morning, you don't think anything weird's going to happen or dramatic. Uh, what would have happened in Texas at that church if that neighbor hadn't come running across the street and right. chased the, the shooter down? And was the one,
0: the common denominator?
1: He had a gun. He had a gun. He knew how to use it.
0: And he he actively protected other people. And you live in a state right now that's getting a lot of a lot of flack because oh, yeah. of the gun controlling good yeah. old California. I grew up there.
1: Yeah.
0: I grew up in California and what a mess.
1: Well, you know, the left really hates guns.
0: That's for sure. And they tend to think that the guns kill people. But wait a minute. Aren't those representatives and senators mm-hmm. who are from the left they have armed guards. Yeah. Feinstein doesn't she carry? Yeah, you mentioned she, that the other day. She has a concealed carry. She has a concealed carry, but again, she's for gun control. And they have armed security, security at all times. That makes no sense. So, so what she's
1: saying and other people like her, her life is valuable, but yours isn't. Right.
0: Your gun is good for me, not you. So what's up with that? Well, uh, that only goes to show you the hypocrisy. And, yeah. and it, but, but, you know, the thing about it is what really bothers me, you know, is like if I say martial arts. Right. Let's define terms. If I say martial arts, people think I'm an idolater. But I can say self-defense or Krav Maga, oh, it's all good. Right. It's right. the same thing. Krav Maga took... Elements of every martial art, and they put a system together that was efficient right to the point that anybody can learn it. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, I think too often, Rico, in, in the church uh, and in the messianic congregations, we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. So, uh, you know, you can do the martial arts without getting
0: into all the head trip of it. That's true. And I mean, the spiritual side of it. We have I, our own spiritual side. Absolutely. I quit a system. Because I did not know when I was training it, before I came to Torah, uh-huh. I was training Aikido for like nine years. Uh-huh. And, and I didn't know until I got into Torah, you know, about yeah. idolatry and all right, that stuff. Right. And I remember that the system was influenced by a Shinto priest. Oh, uh-huh. And the introduction, not, not, the, not the techniques, right. but the introduction of the class in the beginning and the end
1: right. came
0: from a Shinto ritual. Yeah. So I quit yeah. because I understood that I'm not going to do that. Right. I'm only going to bow my knees to the Creator. Right. But but the system itself was solid. It was a samurai base. Yeah. So that was that happened before the founder of Aikido. You uh-huh. follow? But many right. people don't do the research. But anyway, going back to weapons because we're learning a lot about weapons. By the way, I want to give a plug to a friend of mine. Um, his name is uh, Reed Henrich. And he has a he's a follower a fellow believer uh-huh. and he is in, um, in Tennessee okay and I took a course from him amazing teacher for handguns and rifle loan long, 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 long. Oh, okay. ride okay and he uh, the name of the website is valor Ridge valorridge.com oh, okay it's yeah, okay. in Tennessee check him out he's really really good and he's equipping the body of Messiah yeah. I know that we have front sites here in Las Vegas and right. I know they're doing an amazing job yeah. and they're very structured the methodol- the methodology is amazing yeah. but also we have another brother here who who's a fellow believer who I think that he has the heart to equip and help the people in the kingdom and you know that's yeah. something to also support so well, I want to well don't you think that the spirit
1: of the Living God is speaking to his people right now? Mm-hmm that we need to step up and come up a notch or two and we need to prepare for some, some of these kinds of things. We're all saying this is the end times, the end days. We, we kind of know some of the things that may transpire in the end times yeah. and should we not be prepared
0: for that and be ready for that? I agree with you, especially, especially with, a, with the latest report that four out of six, I'm sorry, that four out of ten millennials do not even know how many Jews died in the Holocaust? Four out of ten. That's 40% I know. of the millennials. They're like 20, yeah. 20 years yeah. old. Imagine when they're 40 years old. Oh, I know. And then they never study, they never know. I know. Imagine they'll be in positions of leadership. Yeah, right. That's a whole Holocaust being repeated all over again with anti-Semitism. So you know what? We need to be prepared Absolutely. because Israel learned their lesson yeah, and yeah. you're not going to catch Israel with their pants down anymore.
1: No, well, look, you go to Israel, there's guns everywhere. Yeah. And yet the, the suicide people over there uh, nowhere near what's happening here. Well, I think... They it, break up so many of the uh, issues, yeah. potential issues, before it happens.
0: Well, they, they have situational awareness. Yeah. And uh, they also... Remember, they also have different culture. Right. Uh, American culture is very individualistic in, in nature now. Yeah. It's no longer the way it used to be. Right. And that's the problem. Uh, I was watching a movie the other day uh, with Tom Cruise uh, born on the 4th of July. Oh yeah. And the young there were young men sitting at a table in a in a bakery shop whatever it was, a uh-huh. restaurant. Yeah. And their conversation was we we need to go defend our country because one of them wanted to go to war, the other one did not. Right. And the other guy says we need to our fathers defending our country. Yeah. How come we're not going to do it? Right. You know, and they were talking about they were talking about defending the Constitution of the United States, yeah. and the country. By the way, that's lost. Yeah. In this country, we have had, in the last 40 years, and I remember when I came to the United States back in 1979, when I was in junior, in junior high school, we still had to do the Oath of Allegiance. All right. And... <laughs> If you do an oath of allegiance, a lot of the Muslims are not going to be, and they're not going to be very happy. No, because they have to swear allegiance right. to something other than the than right. the Quran. Right. So right. again, we need to reevaluate the direction we're going. Sadly, right. Sadly, for in your situation, a a member of your congregation suffered, a loss. and now, but at least you were proactive afterwards.
1: Yeah, and thank the Lord, it was only one person from our congregation. Yeah could have been a dozen or it could, more. it
0: could have been more so you know we we continue to to grow and learn what will be the step that i will take let's, let's talk about the steps first of all will be situational awareness
1: yeah i would encourage pastors I, i've been a pastor for over 40 years i would encourage pastors uh, to bring this uh, this uh, conversation up to their leadership and their congregation it's a hard one because it's not, you know, John 3.16. Right. It's it's uh, something else, but I still think it's it's very biblical, uh, very much mandated by the Bible that we do it. And I think we need to bring it up and discuss these things and say, okay, guys, where would we be today if somebody came in here to do harm? Where would we come out on that, that scenario? And then as pastors, we need to take it to heart that we are called upon to... to uh, Look after the sheep. Protect the sheep. Yes, we need to have a plan, uh, and and. Get your people. Our people. Our our head security takes people out shooting and training a couple times a year.
0: How, how many times? By the way, the head of security was the sheriff for the of one of the towns in Southern California. Yeah,
1: he was deputy sheriff for San Bernardino County.
0: Really nice yeah, guy.
1: Yeah, yeah re- very. I really very enjoyed nice him. Guy.
0: So he takes the the, the group of uh, of your security team to go shooting. You guys come to Front don't you?
1: We, we come to Frontside, and we also shoot uh, back at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a place where we can go and for training. And the, we have a women's day shoot uh-huh. and a mixed day and men's day. Oh, good deal. So, uh, because you got to train, dip, you know, different ways and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, our people at Shiloh are very accustomed to guns now.
0: I love that, because I, I go to your congregation, and I can tell who's carrying and I'm yeah. counting one, two, three, four, five, and six. And we, and, we have
1: about a dozen people yeah. that carry in our body, and uh, we we our security brings a shotgun in every week. Yeah. And he 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 monitors uh, the the uh, conversations on the internet, and several times we've had to bring some of our uh, more uh,
0: potent weapons down. That by the way, what, what my brother Bruce just taught, we just said is something very important. You know, preparation and awareness, yeah. and finding out the chatter. Yeah. You know what's going on on the internet, what's going on on Facebook, what's going on on Twitter. You know, we need to. That's very smart. You really have a good plan to understand preemptive. You're getting an idea because if somebody's announcing, I'm going to attack people, I'm going to attack some messianics. Oh, by the way, the ones in Calimessa, get ready because now we're going to attack you. I mean, yeah. you're not going to wait until the guy comes in shooting for you to get ready. We had There was chatter just a couple months ago. So Ron called me and said, you
1: know what, we've got chatter going on. Why don't you just bring down some of your stuff?
0: Do, do, is it gonna take really for a bad event to happen at a Hebrew Roots Messianic congregation or whatever you want to call it for finally for the believers to stand up and say enough? Let's have a plan. You know how many years I've tried for the Hebrew Roots Messianic movement to allow me to share some of the self-defense stuff. I've been doing this for a long time, and you know, and and I'm equipped in certain areas that normally yeah. normal people right. are not equipped. And I'm a Torah teacher. That's my passion. That's my priority. That's my life. But when the like I was telling you when we were having lunch the other day, you know I'm also preparing myself for my next transition. When the Great Tribulation comes, yeah, you don't need a Torah teacher. Right. You're gonna need someone who can defend the camp. Well, so oh, that may be my job. Just read Revelation. Right. I mean, you know, we're we're going into serious
1: times. Uh, and I think it's imperative that, that the pastors really wake up to that, the elderships wake up to that, and that you teach your people. It's a matter of teaching, like every other subject. Right. If, if, they, if you want them to have good marriages, you have to teach on marriage. If, you, if, if they're weak in tithing and giving, you have to
0: teach on that. Wealth, we're weak in security, you have to teach on that as well. You know, one of the things that we've been really researching and studying is the legality of carrying a weapon. And yeah. just because you carry concealed, right. doesn't mean that you are capable of utilizing that weapon under a stress situation. And, yeah. and you know yeah. that that even with practice, even it still doesn't the adrenaline and the uh, the the, the, the uh, motor skills and people don't train that. So people go yeah. out and they go get their their concealed carry permit, and then they put their, they carry their weapons, but they never they never practice. Well, in
1: California, we don't have that, <laughs> that much of a problem because yeah. it's almost impossible to get a... It took get, you, what, about a year? It, it, the process is about a year long. I, I've been carrying for about nine years. I've had my licensing. My wife just got her license just yeah. three, four months ago. And uh, but, mm-hmm. but we come out to Frontside a couple times a year. We do those church shoots uh, two or three or four times a year. And then my wife and I, we go over to Bass Pro, and we try to go over there maybe every other month, and shoot and stay current.
0: Yeah, because Bass Pro uh, stores they do have shooting ranges. Out yeah, here, many right? uh,
1: many of them do. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have
0: that in Florida.
1: Yeah. Right? So you have to stay trained if you're going to carry.
0: Otherwise, you're just dangerous to everybody. People don't realize that the moment you shoot that weapon, yeah. that bullet, you're responsible for it all the yeah, way to the yeah. end. No, you gotta you gotta be trained,
1: and that's why we we train our security. We don't just let them get weapons, or if they happen to have CCWs, we want them to be trained before yeah. we encourage them to get on the team and so on and so forth.
0: I, I, I mean, I have the pleasure to at be our SUCO camp, yeah, you do, you, we have change. security, 24 hour, Yeah, circling through the camp. Actually, you know the SUCO that Monty puts up every year in Oklahoma? It's got by far one of the best security. That's awesome. There was one year that you there was uh, a shooting right in the same town. Yeah. The, ta- the same town, and they thought, based on uh, on a call, that the guy was going to come over to where we were. And the protocol security was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. they got people coming out with ARs and yeah. weapons, and they were all stationed. I mean, if this guy would have come through there, oh. escaping the cops, it would have been the worst move ever. Maybe three years ago at Sukho
1: camp? All of a sudden, the 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 sheriff's department came flowing through the camp
0: because there was an active shooter just on the other side of the fence. Oh wow! Yeah. And and by the way, this is another thing we have to consider that you have Passover, which were very much exposed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you announce it on the on the news, you put it on yeah. Facebook, you put it on Twitter, you give the address of locations. Yeah. Half the time, people bring friends you don't even know. I know. And uh, and that this is a problem. Then you have the conferences. You know you have big conferences like i got a chance to do the security for revive you yeah. know uh, and that was a nightmare because i revived the points of entry in dallas at that at that hotel in dallas it's a nightmare
1: yeah right i mean
0: somebody who knew who wanted somebody who would know what to do yeah. can do some serious damage in oh, a thousand yeah. people
1: oh yeah
0: and so many points of entries is oh, ridiculous yeah. Yeah. so you know, understanding the plan, understanding what you're doing. Have a VIP protection course. Why the VIP protection course? You know, you are at, a, you are at an event. Like when I travel with my family, um, my wife is the VIP, she's the principal. Well, you know, yeah. my wife is the principal. Sure. She, we need to protect her. Yeah. So my sons, you know, we shoot. And yeah. I try to train them as much as I can, and I tell them, okay, who's got point? Who's this? Where's the rendezvous point? Where are we gonna meet? You yeah. know, whatever happens, I tell my wife, if I'm at a conference and I'm on stage, I'm good, I got yeah. it. But I need you to go in that direction. I will tell my son, you get out, and you're gonna meet me yeah. here. Yeah, you're gonna meet yeah. somewhere. A plan. You gotta have a plan.
1: Well, Rico, we have our your listeners are mostly messianic people, right? Hopefully,
0: more, yeah. more than that.
1: But and we have to. So we have to understand something. We are primary targets for, for Islamic terrorists. Yeah. They hate the Jews, but what do you think they think about the messian? They just see the messianics as a, another sect of Judaism. Well, oh, they see the Magen David and they don't know the difference. They don't know the difference. They don't know any. Of course, they hate Christians, too, but not quite as much as Jews. Yeah. Okay? So now, all of a sudden, here we are aligning ourselves. We're doing things that are, quote, unquote, Jewish in their eyes, Passover, right. Shavuot, Tzu. just like you said, we announce them all. Where we're
0: going to be, the times we are prime candidates for problems. You know why I train? I train, and people ask me all the time why I train, and you know why do I do this? And because I am my own security detail. Yeah. Uh, let me put it to you this way: I, I normally I teach at locations that know me. Right. So it's a little more relaxed because they yeah. know me, they pick me up, right. I know who's picking me up right and, but there are times when I travel abroad I don't know who's picking me up. Sure you know they, they invite me. I yeah. go. So I get on a plane yeah. to go meet people I've never seen in my life right To stay in houses I've never been to yeah. and I don't even know them yeah. and then go speak at a congregation that I I've know. never met. I know. And by the way, I have to believe by faith and I do. Sure. So what happens? Let me give you an experience that happened to me <laughs> in Dominican Republic. So every time I get out on a plane and people receive me I'm profiling. Yeah. I'm looking. Okay? And I went to the Dominican Republic. This brother invited me over there. And when I land, when I come out, right? Uh, I I got my CTO. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm already a target. But I know. So I look so. out and I'm I'm you know, I'm scanning the area right outside the 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 terminal. You know when they pick you up, and in in Latin America is a little different than this in America. You know, yeah. all people waiting right in there, right at the door. Yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm scanning, and I see this guy dressed in white, with a beard, uh-huh. but he has no mustache.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I know, based on my experience in the Middle East, yeah. that normally those are either Palestinians or a certain sect of Islam right. that don't have the full beard, yeah. only have. So I'm seeing this guy, and he has a a Muslim keeper. He doesn't know as a Muslim keeper he
1: doesn't
0: know no cuz it's different head covering for the okay. muslim they have different you no. know different way they make it yeah all right so i'm looking at the guy and i'm thinking okay red flag you know he's looking at me yeah and i'm walking by i'm thinking okay so i'm now he just pinned me cuz i have the city right. well that's the guy who's supposed to pick me up <laughs> <laughs> and i'm going and i'm going okay so how are you doing seems like a really nice guy the thing about it in Dominican Republic the major uh, the majority of the demographic not everybody <laughs> but the majority are color they're blacks yeah. you know or mestizos they're mixed yeah. So this guy actually looked like a Middle Eastern.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. And I'm, th- I'm confused. Oh, it's hard to tell sometimes. I'm yeah. confused. Yeah.
0: So the guy talks to me. He picks me up very nice. He came with two guys, and they look Dominican. So we're talking. Now he's talking the language, you know, Hebrew words here and there. I so, said, okay, cool. I'm a little more relaxed, but I don't know who this guy is. Right. Anyway, so we get to the car. He wants me to sit in front. Oh, it's all good, man. I, my knee, my hip was bothering me because I had yeah. a problem with my hip. I said, no, let me sit in the back. Yeah. Well, that was a double function. Sure, it was. First of all, to get my legs straightened out, but yeah. more importantly, yeah. I don't know this guy. Right. I don't know the driver. Yeah. By the way, the good thing is the car he was driving was a, is a real weird brand that I know it was not going to go very fast, if <laughs> I need to jump out of the car, I will be okay. Anyway, but I start talking to the guy, and I sat in the back. Because now I have yeah, leverage. Yeah. You see, it's little things. It's, it's little things. I talked to the guy and asked him, "Hey, so where you from? Where's your family? You don't look Dominican." He goes, "Oh yeah, my parents they migrated from Syria." Yeah. There you go. There you go. They were from Syria and they came over. They were Syrian Christians that migrated to uh, the Dominican Republic. Well, similar
1: story. We had a guy call. Uh, his name was Khalid. Okay. It, you know, that's right away, you know, you're profiling, you go Khalid. So I called our security team. I said, okay, there's going to be a guy there today, supposedly named Khalid. Mm-hmm. So just keep your eyes on him. You know, we don't want to chase anybody away, obviously, but you want to be on untu- top. Well, now he's an elder in our congregation. Right. You know, he, You know he's Jordanian. He's like the nicest guy in the world. He's, yeah, absolutely. And, but... When he first came in, and I've shared this with him, yeah. you know, we had our eyes on you, and he said, I don't blame you. Yeah, of course. And, and we got to understand, too, as believers, especially Messianic believers, the Word tells us that in the last days, Egypt is going to come to salvation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, who's Egypt? Yeah, That's the Muslims. Yeah. So when they start coming into the congregation, we're not going to know good from bad, yeah. good from evil.
0: We have to be discerning.
1: We have to be discerning and we have to be on our toes because we know
0: that terrorists like to blend mm-hmm. and flow. The, and that is so true. And I think the time for us to wake up, the time for us to take time to have a plan. Right. You know, uh, situational awareness sometimes is the best deterrent. Yeah. You, you know, okay, so you don't want to learn self defense. Not a problem. Just be aware. Get off the phone. Yeah. You get off the phone, pay attention to where you're going. Yeah. pay attention to who's surrounding you right pay attention to where you where you're going to be if you're going into a room and it's well lit and when you come out the you know the it's dark and and the and the, and the glass is on the ground because somebody broke the glass yeah. uh, you know you're not going to walk through there right. again it's simple things yeah and unfortunately even even in our homes yeah we don't know how to protect our homes we live in oblivious we, we're oblivious to, to to the dangers yeah. and this is not about being afraid it's just yeah. The, the, the times have come that we have to be aware. Yeah. Awareness is the best of the fact.
1: And we have to not fall into that trap of thinking it's lack of faith. You know, that that just irritates me when I hear people yeah, say, Well, too. have faith, have faith, have faith. Well, I have faith, but, you know, we can have faith too. Don't go to work and just trust God to supply, you know, yeah. rain pennies from heaven for you. I got gotcha. you. No, he, he wants us to do everything possible that we can do. Having done all... Stand firm. We need to take that mandate very seriously, and we need to carry our swords with us. I agree. We need to be prepared. We're living in those... I always tell our congregation, we're living in the
0: best of times and the
1: worst of times.
0: That is, that is very true. So to my audience out there who are listening, and, and so I know this is not the typical topic that I talk about because <laughs> I focus mainly on uh, all my ministry and biblical principles. Yeah. But I think that self-defense is a is a mandate that we need to take seriously right. because we are protecting the one gift God has given us, which is life. Life today exactly. and eternal life for the for if we if we don't make it too long in this life here in right. the present life and right. in the next world to in the yes. world come to come we're not we're not going to have to worry about all this stuff. Amen. You know, but my question is: Is this still mm-hmm. going to be guns in the millennial rain?
1: Well, we talked about that earlier. <laughs> we, we sure did. Well, it probably will be. Why not? <laughs> I mean, well, are there that... going to be cars and automobiles and yeah? And you know, I, I think so.
0: It's going to be a lot different in the kingdom of, pe- in the kingdom of people think oh, We have these yeah. ideas that uh, are, are based on uh, what we believe things yeah. were back in, uh, in the systems of religion. And, and I think that we have to be honest with, with the fact that it would be very, very different. So for, for all of you guys that are listening out there, we're going to be finishing up here in a few minutes. But before we do, I want us to, to recap something that you said. You taught your congregation to have a plan. Right. You have someone who takes care of security. Right. You train at least minimum with a group two times a year.
1: Correct. Yeah, more than two times. More than
0: two times a year yeah. as a group and yeah. individuals too. Yeah. And you also have someone who takes care of the, of the social media and the chatter in your area.
1: Right. That's, that's a plan. That's, our, that's part of our plan, exactly. You've
0: also had uh, first aid um, courses.
1: Right, first aid and CPR courses that we've had uh, probably about sixty people attend. Uh-huh. We don't none of these are mandatory, obviously, yeah, but people that want to get involved in these these arenas, we mm-hmm. make it available. Mm-hmm. Same with security. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're forced or pressured to to strap a gun on. Come on, yeah. Uh, these are just a few individuals that are have a leaning this way, and they shepherd dogs. They're shepherd dogs yeah. exactly, and and. But then we just take it a step further and make sure we train them to our satisfaction. Yeah, so you know that, so they know that ability. Exactly. Yeah. And so that they'll do things the way we've laid it out. And, and the, the, the congregation, they're not bothered by it. They're not afraid of it. They know it's there.
0: And I think, honestly that they find peace in that. Yeah, I, I agree because it gives them a sense of preparation. Every time you prepare for something, yeah. you don't have to be afraid of it. And by the way, one of the things that worries me tremendously is the fact that many people in the in the Torah observing or Torah believing world, they don't necessarily have congregation setting. And they don't have a location.
1: Right. So
0: sometimes they have meeting rooms in their homes. Right. And now... This is, this is a problem, because now you're bringing people you don't know into your own domain. And this yeah. is something, it's not to scare anybody, but for security reasons, make sure that you screen the people before you invite them to your home. Not that you're trying to keep them from your home, right. but if people come and they want to be part of the group, what I would recommend is meet with them before they come and you know, bring some people with you so they can meet them, maybe have lunch together. You know, it's like a, it's a way to to vet somebody before you invite them to your house. Yeah. Because once Be they're in your house, right, because Be if you invite me to your house, for example, when I went to your congregation, we were talking, and I told you how many points of entries, I know some of the places, What? Yeah. you know I mean, I was, I'm walking around, going to the bathroom, there's an exit, there's an exit, oh, there's a second story. Oh, that yeah. second story has a, a window that looks into where the congregation is, yeah. so somebody can come in with a loan, weapon get up there have the high ground again i'm even though i'm a guest i'm walking around one of the doors will open one of the exit doors will open by the sound booth and i walked out there and i'm thinking wow this is cool i didn't even know this was pretty big whoa you know there's a huge container right here that's cover yeah you you see what i mean oh yeah i know i I saw the big container outside your door and i'm thinking that's cover if something all hell breaks loose that's cover i can hide behind that thing exactly see these are the things that you're preparing without to be afraid
1: well, even our shaw machine, you know, I get on our shaw machine, our lead shaw machine, our deacons. Uh-huh. And uh, they'll be moving things in and out of those containers yeah. into the sanctuary during our setup. And every once in a while on hot days, they tend to leave those doors open. Yeah, And I'm always going back there and security's going back there and saying, close the doors. You Keep these close doors the door. closed. Yeah, I you mean, know,
0: if I go to your house, if you invite me to your house pretending to be a believer with the intent to do something wrong. And I go to your house, first of all, I'll know how many people live there, right. who lives there. I want to know the demographic. I want to know points of entry, points of exits. Right. I want to know where's a master bedroom. I want to know how many bathrooms. I mean, you have 40 people in your house, you're going to go to the bathroom, you can learn about the person yeah. just by taking a quick look some places. Well, it's that situational awareness that you were talking
1: about earlier. All of us, all of your listeners should really develop that in their own lives. I mean, when we go into a restaurant, we sit down. My wife knows I always sit so I can see the door. hmm And uh, we go to the movie theater or something. I always sit on the outside aisle. Me always. Too. Yeah. I'm not going to be in the middle there, mm-hmm. trapped. Uh, unless I'm with somebody like yourself that mm-hmm. I can trust to have my back. Mm-hmm. But I don't live in fear.
0: No, I'm, you don't have to. I'm in no
1: fear at all. But I'm prepared. Should something transpire, uh, I don't want somebody, uh, you know, creating all kinds of problems and havoc for my loved ones. That's true. It's not acceptable to me.
0: You know, we, uh, right now, the debate of... Um, uh, of the freedom to have a weapon right you know second amendment yeah it's been a hot debated topic
1: huge, huge issue
0: and this is all a setup for this army in this country we already know that yeah now i'm not encouraging everybody i'm not encouraging everybody to go out there and just buy a gun and be afraid that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is if you decide to get a concealed carry permit make sure that you're also aware of the incredible amount of responsibility that's carried by carrying that and also understand the liabilities that may come with it and you have to know your local and state laws in regards to what would happen if you are in an event that you are forced to defend yourself Because we were learning, you know, just because you pull out the weapon and you defend it justifiably, you have reasonable doubt, you know, and you have reason to defend yourself. It doesn't mean you cannot get arrested, go to jail, and then get sued. So, I mean, we have to be aware of what's going on. But I would recommend, tell me if you agree with me, I would recommend to start with. Bring somebody else who can give the local congregation... A active shooting course. Right. Teach the congregation how to respond, what the preparation, how to react. Then establish a group of leaders, whatever amount it is, depending on the congregation. If you have 40, 50 people, you can have three or four men or women who are able to take courses or are able to train or maybe have a concealed carry, and they will be in charge, responsible people that don't have a criminal record, right. and they don't take any kind of drugs, yeah. you know? Yeah. So they're accountable. That way you're not liable. And also consider uh, self-defense as an option. Mm-hmm. And because, it, it, you know, look, it's like I always told you. You know what I do. Yeah. And I'm 52 years old now and I'm not as fast as I used to be, and I like to think that I am, but I'm not. But I but I know <laughs> how to true for all Yeah, us. I know it. But I know how to defend myself. And, but I'm also aware right. that there are all the areas, and I'm always assuming the guy that is across me knows more than me. So that keeps me in a place of right. avoidance. Right. I'm trying to engage people to be friendly, not to prove a point, avoid encounters. But if I'm, God forbid, in, a, in an encounter, I have an opportunity to use the levels of force continuum and understand my liability. And that comes with training. And if you don't train, you can overreact and do something that you will later regret. So this is planning.
1: I think one of the ways that the pastors can really introduce it is bring somebody in to speak to your leadership initially and maybe some influencers in your congregation, people that influence people (laughs) in this case hopefully for the better right right you bring those people in and you have a a a fairly contained meeting you present the issues the problems of the day uh the solutions the 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 potential solutions for your congregation present it to that group and then let it spread out from there that way you don't create havoc in your in your congregation because when you start talking about uh, we do a lot of work with Muslims actually mm-hmm. uh, one of the people that we support and uh, he, he's part of our congregation uh, he is a, a Pakistani mm-hmm. that uh, ministers to the Muslim world that's what he does and of course he's on the hit list for the for the terrorists right so he's around our congregation and uh, so and we're working with another uh, ministry that reaches out to Muslim people. And and
0: those two connections bring repercussions to you.
1: They do. Absolutely they do. And even when we brought that those ministries on board with ours, we had to prepare the people because the whole subject matter of the of Islam is scary to most Christian folks. Yeah. Most believers. They're, they're afraid. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to
0: think about it. The sand the, they have the head in the sand. They yeah, don't
1: want to know. They do. So we have to prepare them. And, and uh, this isn't something you stand up at the, po- at the podium and, and teach your congregation yeah. on Shabbat yeah, service. Yeah. No, no. no you're obviously. The, of course. But uh, if you start preparing the small groups, and, and it goes out from there, that's how pastors and ministry leaders can,
0: can bring this into their congregations. No, I agree. I agree. It's nice to to hear you pastor because unfortunately you went through the pain of suffering a loss in your congregation and like we said earlier we just thank the father that it, that it was not massive loss for your congregation. Oh, yeah. One life is too many. But we already learned that at least now everyone is, is safe and you're going to do whatever it takes to continue to be safe. I want to thank you for being yeah. with us, man. Thank you thanks, so much. For, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure and I'm learning a lot about you. You're learning a lot about me and yeah. I hope hopefully we will continue to train together and able to help Sounds one another. Good. Sounds good to me. And, and I'm hoping that the audience will also get engaged. You I know, hope Start so. really looking into this stuff.
1: And if they ever want to contact me or a pastor wants to contact yeah. me, they're
0: free to do that. Tell us how to get in touch with you. Give us your website and your information.
1: Uh, the website is uh, Shilo, that's Shiloh. That's com. Okay. And uh, actually, shilohmessianic.com, which has changed it <laughs> now that I thought about that. And uh, all of our information is on the website. They Great. can check us out. And uh, any pastors that might be interested in finding out how to f- bring this about with some finesse, mm-hmm. we've already been there, done that. No, no point reinventing the wheel. That's true. And uh, we're more than
0: happy to help wherever we can. Well, thank you so much, Pastor. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is pa- Pastor Bruce Dow from uh, from uh, Calamessa? Calamessa and Crestline. and Crestline in Southern California. And I also want to continue to let you know that, you know, there are some sources, there's some places that you can go get quality instruction. One of them is by, uh, is by Reed Henrich is valorridge.com valorridge v-a-l-l-o-r-r-i-d-g-e dot com and he's a also uh, a Torah believer and an incredible teacher you can go on YouTube and look him up look him up on YouTube uh, Valor Ridge and take a congregation if you live in the East Coast and uh, also in Central America, you know, I'm sorry, in the Central part of America, United States, and you want to go to Tennessee and to take some courses with them in the mountains of Tennessee. I've been there for two days. I took a course, just me and him. It's incredible. Great wow. teacher. And if you live anywhere in the West Coast and you want to come to take a training out here in Las Vegas, you can also come to Front Sight, And they do a really good job. And, uh, and uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity and the blessings you've been in my life, my brother.
1: Same here. You got it, brother. Well,
0: we'll see you guys soon. And thank you. And I pray that um, we're able to give you a different perspective of what self-defense and the duty of a believer to preserve life, not only their own, but also a third person. Amen. All right, man. Well, the Lord bless you. Keep you guys. Thank you so much. And, hey, give me some comments, some questions, or send me an email. You can send it to uh, Torah at Torah one at gmail.com. Just send me the comments that you like stuff. Don't send me the bad comments. <laughs> <laughs> Shalom me all. Take care guys. I'll see you soon. Be blessed. Bye bye.